Amen. Brethren, please be seated. We'll now have the main message, The Voice of the Trumpet, by Brother Bernard Wilson. Hey, good afternoon. And a special good afternoon to the online listeners. Thanks for joining us. And brethren, it's a, a pleasure indeed to be back in Burlington. You know, this is a congregation I look forward to uh, fellowshipping with because of the the intensity <laughs> of the focus on the gospel and the message of truth. So it's it's always good to share, and I thank you very much for keeping uh, the work of truth alive for the various outreach um, ministries that you have. Uh, I was online yesterday listening to a sermon on trumpets delivered by Brother John. That was powerful. <laughs> so, you know, today I, I, I know how aware we are, we, we are that, you know, in two days we celebrate the Feast of Trumpet and the, the meaning, you know, why we do this, it, it's, it's important. And I think you did a great job, Brother John, in, 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 in saying, you know, what it really means. What, what, what is it a memorial of? I, I love to talk about the covenant because I think that is where I find, you know, peace and belonging and root. You know, the laws are there to support the covenant. So when we, we anchor ourselves in the covenant relationship, we know we are of God. Just um, at, the, the, in, at Sinai there, when the covenant was to be established, the trumpet was sounded. And of course, that's the memorial that we are talking about. And I just want to quote one verse from the passage, Exodus 19, 19. So this is all in preparation for the giving of the law on Mount Sinai, when the people were asked to bathe themselves, and the fence was built that no one could touch the mount, and God came down, and the voice of God spoke unto the people, and all that wonderful thing that happened um, on Mount Sinai. Well, verse 19 says, And when the voice of the trumpet sounded long and waxed louder and louder, Moses spake, and God answered him by a voice. Hmm. Trumpets. The voice of the trumpet. I want to emphasize the, the term, voice of the trumpet because this didn't just say the sound of a trumpet and I think there's a, a reason for this there's a distinction between a sound and a voice if we look at 1 Corinthians 14 1 Corinthians 14 verse 7 and 8 Paul makes that distinction and he says and even things without life Given sound, whether piped or harped, except they give a distinction in the sounds, how shall it be known what is piped or harped? 
For if the trumpet give an uncertain sound, who shall prepare himself to battle? I'm making this point, first of all, because trumpets is one of the festivals that there's a lot of meaning into it. We look at the past. And as we saw in the scripture reading, trumpets were used to call the congregation together. Trumpets were used to prepare the nation for battle. Uh, different sounds to the audience in Israel meant different things. And they knew, they knew exactly what to do when they hear a particular sound from a trumpet. Today, While we do not practice uh, the physical blowing for every occasion, because we are not going to war, for example, physically, there's a war that we'll talk about. So we're not going to sound a trumpet to, to bring the church to war, physically. That's not happening. But there's a warfare that we're going to talk about that we, we, we will apply the trumpet to later. In terms of calling the congregation together, an alarm has to be sound, and the congregation understands this is a time to come together. All the use, the different uses of, of, of the trumpet, they all have application today. I still believe that there is a time when the leaders should come together. There's a trumpet for that. And the importance of leadership having uh, res respond to that sound to come together is to get the clarity that in this world of confusion, the church needs to go forward. Now, there are many gospels being preached. And there are many sounds being made by different trumpeters of the gospel many voices and any of us can be easily confused if we're not listening to the right trump the right sound the right voice and why i choose to use the term voice of the trumpet is to get the meaning of making an alarm out of the, the physical uh, pipe that is used in Israel, it, it, it's still applicable where, whenever we can. I, I have no problem in sounding an alarm to, to get the congregation together for worship and all of that. But as we're going to find out in um, scriptures to come, the voice today is a form of trumpeting. The word of God. I'll come to that in a minute. So calling the, 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 the leadership together, as if we go through Israel history, Moses always give directions and clarity. When there's an issue with the law, whatever it be, uh, they go and the leadership decide and then the, 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 the organization move on. The children of Israel move places because they're making good decisions and the people are happy. 
So to apply trumpet properly, I think we should certainly, um, you know, make sure that that is happening, that that, that the leadership is called together and that alarm is sounded. In fact, I think a, a number of us benefited tremendously um, in May, we had a, a MAP meeting where we had ministers and MAP candidates come together, and it was, it, it was so beneficial. S- experiences shared and a lot more clarity as to the direction. And I, I want to, you know, appeal, you know, ministers here, <laughs> make it happen even more often that that sound, that trumpet is sound. Leadership come together and you know, clarify as much as possible the direction and the vision. Now, I'm not saying it's not happening, but with a world so complex as I'm going to show, we need to be on our toes when it comes to this. We, we have to be very, very much on point. So the voice must be clear. Now, in the CGI radio ads, it's rightly describes the church as the voice of hope and the voice of truth. The question I want to ask as we approach trumpets today, do we really need to have a voice? I ask this question because there are so many voices out there. Radio stations and radio stations, big voices, great voices, eminent people. It's it's so many. Why should we have a voice out there? Can't we just enjoy what the great preachers are giving to us and filter what we want? Do we really need to have a presence out there contending with the ideologies, contending with the philosophies, contending with the schools of thoughts that are penetrating the ears of people on a day-to-day basis? I think we need to have a voice, and I think we need to have the strongest voice. When you, when you listen uh, uh, a radio program, you know, one of these preachers with all their eloquence speaking against something like the Sabbath, it, 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 it irritates. Because their knowledge of so many other things will blow you away. And the way they explain some things, you'll say, oh. And then they're going to say nonsense like, the Sabbath is done away with and it's a Jewish thing and all of that. How, how, how could people of those stature, how could they make such mistake? Brethren, we need to sound a trumpet and have the biggest voice out there. And one of the reasons I'm, I'm going to bring in is that Jesus prophesied in Matthew 24. Matthew 24, 4 to 6. Let's read. And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. And ye shall hear the 
hear of wars and rumors of wars, see that he be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. Why did Jesus ask that we be, see that we be not deceived? Because he knows that there will be many voices out there seeking to deceive. You know, I have to relate to various people at different levels. I worked in the education system for years. And uh, <laughs> I worked in research for years. Many, many conferences, presenting papers and dealing with the intellectuals. And some amazing brains out there. And you touch the topic of religion and the ignorance that many of them have. They're just not in the world. And they, 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 they try to use their, you know, their, their, whatever their identities, whatever their status is, to, to say that they're okay. Many who say they are okay are not okay. And we know that they are not okay. And why? Trumpets is saying to us that our voice must be clear. We need to speak to the world the word of hope the word of truth. Now let's look at the contrast as um, John puts it in John 1, 1 to 5. And I think here John is highlighting the, the need for hope in this world. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God. And the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him there was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. So John is seen the Son of God. And we have to be very clear these days as to who we're talking about. Yeshua, Jesus the Christ. No other. He is a light that shineth into a dark world. Many people find themselves in this world like a ship sailing in a dark sea without direction, without hope. Many people justify themselves simply as one of life's derelict themselves. You know, yesterday I was listening to a program on, on, on suicide, and I, I, believe me, when Jesus said he had compassion for the world, I, I understand what he, he, he meant. How could people be so hopeless? I tell you what, I think if some of these persons understand not just 
the, 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 the idea that there's a God. But to come to understand that God has a plan for humanity. If they could come to our congregation and celebrate the different feasts, that's all they need to have hope. Because the feasts would remind them of the entire plan of God. And that there will be a time when all sickness, death, all those things will be washed away. So at the end of the tunnel, it can never be that dark. So you have to take your own life. It's something that, uh, you know, social scientists um, are experimenting with many different ways how to help a, a, a society that is without hope. And the many that are turning to drugs and suicide and all those things. But I, I, I have a problem with many of the social experiments that are going on. They're giving people a lot of freedom and they're taking people away from the simple biblical truth that they need something from the inside that gives them hope, that gives them purpose, that gives them a future. It's not just about whatever you can get from this world. Because then people, like Paul says, if only in this life we have hope, we are all men most miserable. So there is something behind that. So we need not just to reach the doctrinally confused, but we need to reach those who are in need of guidance and direction in life. We need to reach them. You know, when I was young, um, in my teens, when I just started to uh, follow the, 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 the gospel, one of the best booklets I came across was one written by Herbert W. Armstrong called uh, the, um, what was the name of that book? It, it explains the purpose of life, that, that man was not, we're not here by accident, but we're here by design. And we need to continue to give that message of hope, you know, because you have so many um, people like those who are pushing the theory of evolution, to saying that mankind is just another piece of material. And that idea alone is, is a very hopeless and devastating one. You're no better than the cheers. I remember <laughs> one story where... Uh, uh, one person tried to illustrate to a, 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 a lecturer who was saying that, took a cheer and gave him a good hit. And then he hit the bench first and then took the cheer and gave the lecturer himself a good hit with the cheer. And what are you doing? I said, okay, just demonstrating. You have feelings. The desk didn't. So don't say you are the same. It's not just the same. These are some of the contending ideologies that we have to, thank you, we have to go out there and fight for the deliverance of souls. Many, many universities right now have lecturers. And I was listening to one uh, recently where these 
qualified educational intellectuals. Goodness, they were having a ball. And the entire audience was laughing at the idea of Christianity and, and Christian values. Now, I am not totally disgusted with them because there are some things in Christianity that gives them reason to do that type of thing. Like hellfire doctrine, which, which gives the wrong impression of who God is. And a number of other things which our voice need to correct. So trumpet is so important right now. And we have to give the Holy Spirit the opportunity to speak to us, to guide us, and to be the voice, the voice to lead this world out of confusion. As we look at the conditions of the world, I want us to Briefly look at um, 2 Timothy 3, because I think that there are some reality that we probably deny ourselves of. But let's look at 2 Timothy 3, 1 to 7. This I know also, this I know also, that in the last days, perilous times shall come. Oh, this is what we face. Men shall be lovers of their own selves. Covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy. Goodness, what a condition. Now, we probably just read this and, and, and just brush it aside, but when we look as to what these things are doing, the man lovers of their own selves, and, and um, the, in verse 4, it says, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. Every, too many people are just too much in themselves. Some may even interpret this to have a, 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 a sense of same the self, same-sex um, attractions, lovers of their own self. Some, some, some may say that. I, I, I'm not sure if that's what it is saying. But just putting the self above God is so wrong. Covetousness is a terrible thing. Covetous people do not have love. Because love does not covet. Everyone seemed to be just trying to outdo the other person and covet what another person has. It's out there. They have the eye of covetousness and the heart of covetousness when they see someone moving in a direction that they wish it was them. Boasters, we have to be watchful too. Because those who have anything to be proud of, 
make no they have no shame in bragging and in some cultures boasting is so normalized that if you're not boasting look seem as if something is wrong with you you sit to have a, a drink or whatever and you just boast just boast away just boast away the thing is that some of these things are contagious. And Christians, when you are in those, it could be a, a work environment or some social environment that you are part of, it's easy, if you're not careful, to join in and to be a boaster yourself or to be proud or to be any of these things. So we, it's, it's just the condition that the world is in right now. Blasphemers, oh my goodness. I can't... I don't know why they bother to beep the radio on the television. But people are just using foul language left, right, and center. It's so normalized that I would be surprised in, in, a, in a few years from now they stop the beeping. God hates these things. You remember Isaiah? Isaiah's lips had to be cleansed before God could use him. So we're in a world that is not following righteousness at all. And these things, the, the, the amount of blasphemy that is going on, the, the, the just total disrespect for God and, 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 and for his words, it, it, it's a very bad condition for us to be living in. And some even fear the world that is coming for their children. And, um, you know, we, we, we really have to, Step up our alarm, sound it. We have to, 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 to get to some of these decision makers to tell them, look, slow down on what you're doing because people are being hurt. People are dying as a result of uh, the, all, all, all the, 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 the freedom that they are giving people. You know, I look at the opiate crisis and, and, I, and, I, and I wonder, how is the world so mad? People are voluntarily taking substances. And there's a chance that this can kill them. They take that drug and they, 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 they do a little overdose and they're dead. And the cry is not to tell people stop this nonsense, but to say, okay, we must make some more emergency centers here and there, you know, to try to save. Look, social scientists are, are they're doing, they're crazy these days. They're, they don't understand the will of God. They don't understand the makeup of man. And therefore, they are, when they think they are doing good, they end up doing evil. There are many, many families today who are depressed and hopeless all because a family member overdosed. They're dead and buried. This is not a good world right now. Unthankful goes beyond saying. Unholy. Who cares? And the bad thing about 
the, 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 the unholiness is that they are attributing holiness to things that are not God anymore. People use the word holy a lot. But it's not holy God. It's like holy cow or holy something. Without natural affection, this is also is hurting one because um, I realize that the world uh, in the digital age has come to a point where we're not looking each other in the eye anymore. We're not showing love anymore. We're not required to. You pass anyone with your head on your phone or something in your ears and something is happening, you don't care. Uh, there was a disaster in Toronto a few years ago on the, on the street when, when this guy you know, with his rented van ran over 10 people, killing them, killing 10 and injured more. And one comment from one, one, uh, one of the journalists who was commenting says, you know, uh, five minutes down the street, you wouldn't know that anything is happening here. Everybody was up and about their own business. But yet, you're looking at a scene of blood and disaster two, three minutes away. Men don't care. No natural affection. That's the state that, that the world is in. Uh, I, I like to go more into this, but I think I've made a point that the, the world that we're in is far from God, away from God. Trumpets are used to make alarms, to bring people together, to cause an awakening. How can we, what sound can we make so that these individuals who are so wayward can stop The way of life that they are, they, are, they, are, they are living and come to consciousness that there is a God and that they need this God so that whoever God is calling will come and join the congregation. I commend the leadership of the CGI for the digital network, the radio network in particular, uh, and the, 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 the whole service that is presented online. But are we reaching the people that God wants us to reach? I hope, I hope, I really hope so. But when I look at the condition of the world in general, I fear that because people are not interested in religion and those things, our voice may not be heard. Trumpets requires that we sound an alarm. And we need to get our voice to those who need it but are not hearing it. I'm just putting a challenge out there. that we think, including myself, to see what we can do to 
the world and the, the cities that we are in that is dying around us? Can we get them to listen? Because remember the initial trumpet. The trumpet was sound just to create awareness that something is going to happen. After the trumpet sound, then the message came. And the people could hear, heard the message. But they, 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 and the long trumpet that is referred to in Exodus 19 is the awakening prepares the people for listening. And then you had the voice of God that come and speak to the people. So I see, while I see a, a great need for hope in this world, I also see a great need for truth. Now, there are so many who are convinced that their teaching, their doctrine, their theology is true. And, you know, when you ask, as Jesus asks, the disciples ask Jesus, then what is truth? Jesus replied, that his word, thy word is truth. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. Handling the word of God today properly, interpreting the scriptures to get truth, does not come without effort. If we truly want truth, we have to search and search hard. We have to listen. We have to make ourselves responsible for what we believe and get the truth. And we should only proclaim a truth that we are convicted of personally. Because if we just repeat someone else saying, that may not be right. So I am I am really strong believer that every individual believer should learn to understand the Bible and to follow the truth. I follow CGI doctrine because when I, when, when I study it, I said, this is in line with the Bible, you know, and so every, there, there may be some, you know, things that not everybody agree with, but generally I'm standing up for this organization. Servant leadership is one of the rare teaching uh, that the church has that, that not many organizations even, even bother to think about. And it's something that we need to emphasize and build upon so that we can have more of the Christ-like leadership, the lamb. He's the lamb. He's both the lion and the lamb. But so many churches have lions the kings of the territories and not enough lamb that is willing to give his, their lives for the flock if necessary. So it's, it, 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 it's, it's a beautiful um, concept and a correct con- concept to build on as we prepare and sound the trumpet to the world.
Now, as we look into the conditions of, of um, the, the world, as it stated in Second Timothy 3, we see where men are ever learning, verse 7, ever learning, and, but never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. And this is very sad, because uh, I, I've come across people who can, you know, reel off pages of books. They learn so much. But to come to the knowledge of the truth is like the hardest thing. Our voice should be strong enough. Strong enough. We just want to get some attention and try to help people who are struggling with, with, with ideas and concepts to get them to see clearly. Now, it's the work of the Holy Spirit that clarifies the mind. We have that in the scriptures, right? God opens the mind of some and they see clearly. But bearing that in mind, I want to say that there's another reason why we should be sounding the alarm to the world today. I think as a body... It can be confusing to see as many, so many voices, so many talking about Jesus Christ. But how many people really are following the testimonies of Jesus Christ as revealed in the scriptures? Contending with that, so there is some confusion in the Christian world. And then there is... Uh, there, there are other religions that continue to, 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 to rise in popularity and strength. Some of these ideologies are trying to break into the uh, Western, Western world, try to change Western thought and, and ideas. And I know Brother Adrian and, and the team um, is doing a great job in contending for the faith. And um, tried to show the ill will of some of those ideologies. Trumpets require that when the alarm is sounded, that we all get behind the leader of the battle. And, and let the war be ours. And not just one man's or two. And so I'm seeing the need for an alarm right now to, 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 to really get these, some of these ideologies clear vision in our own minds that we can truly be part of the warfare. And so when we look at Numbers 10 where one of the sound of the trumpet is for war, I see a tremendous warfare going on in the world today. I was listening to a, a, a great extent um, the speech given by some of the world leaders this week. And um, when President Trump in particular spoke openly of the need for freedom of religion for everyone to, to be able to practice their faith and that it's an inherent right 
I thought that was a good, a good way to contend for the faith. Now, the war is intense because there are, there are people who just call in the name of Jesus and are being killed by, for it. And I think Christianity, because of the lamb-like God that we serve, sometimes suffers more than others because we are not going to be aggressors and to be cutting our heads and killing people because they don't believe what we believe. We don't establish our faith like that. But what we do know about the warfare that we're in is that when we come together in the spirit as one, with God as our leader, believe me, all powers can be shaken and torn down, torn down with the strength of our belief, with the strength of our conviction, and with the determination of our purpose. The knowledge that we have that God grant us, I see there's a window for a breakthrough to a world that needs it and that is actually dying. The men that we have speaking to the brethren can find themselves speaking to needy intellectuals. People who are starving for truth someplace. We just need to find the appropriate means of getting the attention of these people. And so we can stand strong. It doesn't make sense we continue to think that Christianity ought to be represented by the Orthodox Christians alone. And when I, when I say that, I mean those who consider themselves authentic Christianity and then will call people who do not believe what they believe cults. It's an insult to God's truth. Because many of the established faith today, we continue to show from the scriptures that they are wrong in their teachings. And we who are convinced that we are using the word of God properly sometimes seem to want to accept that we must be in a corner and allow them to have the big say. Now I'm saying trumpets is saying more than to me because the trumpets has to do with spreading the everlasting gospel. Let's use the occasion. to sound the alarm of truth. What the world has as norms in terms of beliefs ought to be overthrown like Paul and Barnabas did in their time. Overthrew a lot of the philosophies and ideas and thoughts by the preaching of the gospel. 
And so I want to bring us to Isaiah 58. That will highlight what I'm saying here. Isaiah 58.1. It says, cry aloud. Spear not. Lift up thy voice like a trumpet. And show my people their transgressions and the house of Jacob their sins. A definition of preaching is a loud cry. Many preachers would find themselves in stadiums or even in a street corner and make a loud appeal for the world to come to the knowledge of the saving knowledge of Christ and for people to repent. Blow the trumpet. That's what the prophets want us to do. With a loud cry. We need to have a voice in the cities. We need to have a voice in the world. And this cry should not be compromising. But it says, spare not. Lift up thy voice like a trumpet. Show my people their transgressions and the house of Jacob their sins. Now we are challenged in a world that loves to label truth as hate speech. How are we going to do this? How are we going to show, okay, the house of Jacob is okay because that's, that's already a selected audience, part of the covenant. But when Christ says in Matthew 28, 19, go therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things, whatever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. This is a command that extends beyond the house of Jacob, because Jesus came as a light for his people Israel. A light to lighten the Gentiles, and the glory of his people. So I think the Bible is very clear that God even put blindness in part to Israel so that the Gentiles can come in. We are living in a world, especially in in, in our country here, it's we have representation of like all nations. Almost every city. We can have that. But to sound the trumpet and to, to, to let people know of their transgression, it's becoming an offense to many. A lot of crazy things are happening. I heard one person uh, file a complaint. Because a preacher was preaching about love. Oh, that is, that is just the, the best thing you can hear from a preacher, love. But this person was saying, look, you know, I, I listen to you and you make me uncomfortable. And I, and I want to stop you. Really? The fact is, these things, what is happening around it, it's a great spiritual warfare. Satan is pulling out all his tools to 
tear down what God is building and trying to stop the truth from reaching individuals. He can do that. He can blind the eyes of people. But nothing can truly stop the gospel because that's, that's God's doing. So Re- Revelation 14.6-7 also give a command. And I saw another angel fly in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach unto all them that dwell on the earth, unto every nation and tongue and people, saying with a loud voice, Fear God, and give glory to him, for the hour of his, the hour of his judgment is come, and worship him that made heaven and earth and the sea and the fountains of waters. David says, make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. What happened to that idea of a, a, a whole land of people joyfully serving God? We want to declare the land as secular. Try to put God in a box. Try to take God out of everything. That's not what the psalmist desire. That's not what God desire. Brethren, trumpet is important. We need to sound the alarm. People need to hear what we are saying. Truth has been building And we are becoming clearer and clearer as to what God wants us to do and what God wants us to say. And we just want to come like an army together when that alarm is sounded and go and contend for the faith wherever the opportunity presents itself. And so let's close with Ephesians 6. Finally, my brethren... Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that he may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that he may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all, to stand. Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth. And having on the breastplate of righteousness, the breastplate of righteousness. And your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, Taking the shield of faith, wherein ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. And watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. And for me, that utterance may be given unto me that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel 
for which I am for which I am an ambassador in bonds, that therein I may speak boldly as I ought. Wow. Paul. I, I just love Paul's. Uh, he, the way he expressed things, you just can't get it better than this. But this is really what we are facing, brethren. Trumpets. Great expectations ahead. Because the trump shall sound and the Lord shall descend. Great history behind. Has to be a memorial because God is always summoning his people together. But today, we want to sound the trumpet. We want the voice of the trumpet, that clear voice, to be the voice of hope and the voice of truth. God bless you. We just close our eyes for prayer, please. Our dear Heavenly Father, we're grateful that we can stand in your presence today, this your Holy Sabbath day. You have preserved us. You have preserved your church. You have preserved your truth. And you are rising up men and women today who have the boldness to stand, O God, for the true gospel. We thank you for this. And we pray, Father, that as we prepare ourselves to celebrate the Feast of Trumpet in, as the, the, the time arrives shortly, in two days, that our hearts will be at the right place, that we will be listening, dear Father, for direction. We'll be listening, O oh God, for the clear message from you, and that you will inspire us, dear Lord, to do our part in sounding, dear Father, the truth to the world today. Father, may you bless us. May you help us to put on the whole armor of God that we truly can stand in these evil days. We thank you and bless you through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.